0: I have been asked many, many times, why did Ram banish Sita? If Ram was such a good person, then why did he banish his wife, whom he loved so much, whom he fought an entire war to save from Ravan? So I thought, let me make a a podcast which will highlight not just one or two reasons, but 12 different reasons how you can understand this episode of the banishment of Sita. And I'm going to speak these 12 different reasons, not only from the point of view of Ram, but also from the point of view of Sita from the point of view of their children and from the overall situation at that point of time, so that you will have a much better idea of why certain things happened. Of course, uh, I am not going to conclude on your behalf. I would like you to think and conclude on your own behalf. But at least what I am planning to do through these 12 different reasons is giving you many more thoughts to consider and to deliberate upon. Dear friends, this is Shubha Vilas and I am an author a corporate trainer, a storyteller and a motivational speaker. I have written many many books based on the Indian epics. I have written a series called Ramayana the Game of Life. All these books are essentially helping us learn the Indian epics in a way that is practically applicable. That this podcast is specifically for those who are interested in learning deeper lessons of life from the Indian epics. I welcome all of you to join this podcast and upgrade your life with good thoughts, with great stories and with amazing insights that will help you lead a more meaningful life. here are the 12 prominent reasons for the banishment of Sita and to understand the entire episode in its totality. The first reason let me explain through help of a small story. Imagine there is a young boy who's just got married and has got a job in America and uh, he's just settled into his new job in a new city They're financially not really well off, struggling quite a bit, loans and so many financial liabilities. And um, this job is everything for this boy. His life is at stake and his new marriage depends completely on this job. At that time, just within a few days after he settles down in his new job and new place, he gets a call from his hometown that his mother is very sick. And she is in a very critical state. He has been asked to come back. So now what should this boy do? Should he stay back, take care of his job, take care of his wife, and take care of his responsibilities? Or should he go and take care of his mother who is ailing? Now, obviously, you know, the boss is not ready to understand his situation. He tells him, if you leave, then you don't come back. So in such a situation, what should the boy do and what is right? The answer is, there is no fixed right or wrong in such a situation of life. When you are put in such a situation, whatever you decide is right for you. Because you are the one who knows what the situation is. You are the one who knows what the pros and cons are. You are the one who is actually facing it. I can sit in an AC room and give a lot of comments about what you should be doing but I am not in that position and that situation and how we ca- how can I actually understand what happened what is the uh, ground level situation over there Similarly, in many situations of life there are um, dilemmas which we really cannot uh, comment on these moral dilemmas are very, very intense and um, whatever person decides in such a dilemma is right. Ram was in one such moral dilemma. Sitting thousands of years later in our own AC rooms, we can make a lot of comments on what Ram should have done, what could have done and all that. But we are not in that situation, so we would never understand the gravity of that situation and why Ram had to take such a decision in his life. This is the first thought. The second thought is from a leadership perspective. I'm going to talk to you all about two leaders who exist today. Uh, I'm not naming them, but I am sure when I explain what it is, you will understand what i whom I'm talking about. The first leader is someone who sacrifices his family for the sake of the nation. The second leader is someone who sacrifices a nation for the his family. The first leader, practically his family is living in a very, very downtrodden poverty condition. And he doesn't really care about their needs, but rather completely focuses on the needs of the, of the country. He has made a big sacrifice and uh, the, the country benefits. The other leader, which I'm talking about, has six wives. Each wife has a palatial building of her own. So he takes extreme care of his wives, but the nation has gone to the dogs. Uh, Literally uh, the nation is degrading day by day. And this man is considered one of the most corrupt politicians in the world today. Now, which leader is, is better? The leader who sacrifices the family for the sake of the country or the leader who sacrifices the country for the sake of his family. Interestingly, either ways people will criticize because leadership means someone will always criticize you no matter what you do. Leadership means responsibility. Responsibility means sacrifices and sacrifices means crying. The country where a leader cries, the followers are happy and the country where the followers cries, the leaders are happy. Now we have to choose what kind of a leader do we really want. The third thought is from Sita's perspective. If you study divorce cases today, you will find thousands and thousands of divorce cases and a lot of the divorce cases are very ugly in nature there's a lot of hatred among the husband and wife. And usually in all such divorce cases, you will find something very common. Whoever the kids stay with, the kids begin to hate the other person. Like if the kids stay with the mother, the mother puts in so much of poison against the father that the kids hate their father. And if the kids are with the father, then the father does the same thing against the mother. And the kids hate the mother. Now, if you look at Sita, now if she was really disgruntled, unhappy and carrying grudges against Ram, then Sita would have given a little bit of the glimpse of the hatred that she carried in her heart to her children Lava and Kush. But if you actually see that never happened. Lava and Kush loved and respected their father. In fact, Lavakush became one of the greatest proponents of the Ramayana. They were traveling length and breadth of the country and propagating Ramayana. So Sita, if you look at from her, from her perspective, she was playing two roles. One is the role of a wife. As a wife, she was definitely in a hurt that she was, you know, not being able to live with her husband. But she also was playing the role of a queen. As a queen, she also has responsibilities. She has uh, a clear-cut understanding of um, how society functions and how um, perspectives of the citizens and followers are also equally important for the king to consider. So from the wife's perspective, she was hurt. But from the queen's perspective, she knew that what Ram did was the right thing. And therefore, she... um, being a queen, never developed hatred towards Ram, and and therefore she never allowed that hatred to enter into the minds of her children. The fourth reason why this particular episode happened is um, connected with the story of Sage Brugu. So there was a sage named Brugu who was taking care of the demons. Um, when Shukaracharya, his son, had gone for Tapasya. So the Daityas, they were under the care of Brugu. While the Daityas were under the care of Brugu, one particular day, the demigods, the Devatas, attacked them in surprise. So the Daityas were in great agony and pain and they uh, they took shelter of Khyati, who was Brugu's wife. Even Brugu wasn't at home at that time when the attack happened. And uh, Khyati, she tried her best to protect the, the Daityas. And in the process of protecting the Daityas, at one point during the war, she froze Indra and she was about to kill him. And just when she was about to kill Indra, Vishnu intervened and Vishnu used the sudarshan chakra to cut off the head of Khyati. And the moment Khyati's head rolled off, that is the moment Brugu entered the scene. When Brugu saw his wife being killed by Vishnu, he got really wild on Vishnu and he cursed Vishnu that just like I have been separated from my wife, I curse you that you will also one day be separated from your wife. When you do good, it tends to have a repercussion in your personal life doesn't necessarily bring pleasure. Ramayana is a book which is known as Karunaras. The the word Karunaras means Karuna means compassion. It also means tears. Uh, Throughout the Ramayana, you will find a lot of people crying, especially among the leaders. Why? Because when you try to do good for someone, usually, sometimes you go through a lot of pain yourself. Here, Vishnu was only trying to help the world by saving Indra and dealing against the, with the demons in the right way. But for the good that he did, he got such a curse. And Vishnu smilingly accepted that curse. And that particular curse applied during Ram Ramlila. And that is why Ram and Sita got separated, because of the curse of Brugu. The fifth reason is a very highly spiritual reason. It's called as Vipralambha Bhav. In spirituality, there are two types of connections between God and his devotees. The first type of connection is known as Sambhog. Sambhog means love in union. And the second type of connection is known as Vipralambha. Vipralambha means love in separation. Like in Vrindavan, Krishna was with the gopis for 11 years there was 11 years of sambhoga. They were actually meeting together on a daily basis. And then when Krishna left Vrindavan and went to Mathura, the rest of their life, they lived in vipralambha Bhav, experiencing vipralambha Bhav, which means love in separation. And this love and separation is considered to be much, much higher than love in union. When Krishna was in Vrindavan, the gopis could see one Krishna. But when Krishna left Vrindavan, the gopis were so maddened by the love of Vipralambha Bhav, that they could see Krishna everywhere. And therefore, Ram and Sita experienced sambhoga for a pretty long period of time. And even in the 14 years of exile, they experienced sambhoga for 13 long years. But the, but the 11 months of Vipralambha that they experienced actually enhanced their love much, much more than the 13 years of Sambhog and the previous years also. So, after many years of being together, Ram and Sita again wanted to experience Vipralambha Bhav. Of course, now for you and me, we may not be able to understand this high, this very high level of spiritual love known as vipralamba, But at least theoretically we can understand that separation causes fondness separation increases fondness and that is exactly what happened between Ram and Sita and they wanted to experience that separation once again and that was the fifth reason why they decided to uh, get separated from each other voluntarily the sixth one sixth reason if you look at it from this point of view after Ram uh, sent Sita to Valmiki Muni's ashram First of all, he didn't banish her. The the word banish is the wrong word. Because banish means he has to send her out of the kingdom. Just like he himself went out of the uh, limits of the kingdom. But in the case of Sita, she was sent to the ashram of Valmiki Muni. And technically, Valmiki Muni's ashram very much falls within the kingdom of Ayodhya. And Valmiki, it is not the forest. It is not like some abandoned in some random forest with no protection whatsoever. But in case of Sita, she was actually respectfully sent to the Ashram of Valmiki Muni and complete care of, was taken for her. And all her basic needs and all her you know, um, comforts were taken care in the Ashrama Valmiki. And if you look at it from Ram's point of view, Ram never remarried again he kept a golden statue of Sita next to him and any time any sacrifice was done, he always kept the golden statue of Sita next to him while performing the sacrifices. To perform all these sacrifices that Lord Ram performed, the person performing has to be very pure. And by keeping the golden statue of, uh, of Mother Sita, Ram actually proved to the world that Sita is pure. And he considered her pure so pure that he actually kept her golden statue next to him for every single sacrifice that he did in his life. Not only Ram considered her pure, but pure to perform sacrifices. And therefore, Ram was making a statement by never marrying again. He showed her loyalty to Sita and by keeping the golden statue uh, with him throughout all sacrifices he made a statement about his, his understanding of her purity. So in any kind of situation, there are in any kind of dilemma specifically, there are two types of dilemmas. There is an ethical dilemma and there is a moral dilemma. Mm. Ethical dilemmas are dilemmas where both options are right. And in moral dilemmas, there is only one right the other is wrong in ethical dilemmas a decision is based on what leads to a greater good like in the case of ram this having to decide whether to keep sita and allow all that chaos to prevail or send sita to the to valmiki's ashram and bring peace to the, to the kingdom so from ram's point of view um He had to decide whether he had to be a good husband or a good king. He had to decide that, um, you know, what what decision uh, that he would take would lead to a greater good. Of course, from his personal point of view, it would have been the best for him to keep Sita with him. But from a greater good point of view, from the society's point of view, he realized it is he can't do that and um, and therefore, Ram had to take a decision that would lead to a greater good. Now, as I said, if you remember the, um, dealing with rumors, it is very difficult to deal with rumors and specifically how to respond to rumors is very, very difficult. Ram could have used his power to crush the opposition, but that would have simply increased the opposition. If you look at today's situation also, the farmer's law, the farm law that got, that Modi ji had to abolish, had, had to reconsider literally and pull out, you know, simply because the opposition was so much. It was not that the opposition was right. He was right, but he had to take a decision because when the public becomes a mob, Mob doesn't have a brain. Mob doesn't think. Mob only acts. And usually the mob acts rashly. The mob acts violently. And therefore, even if you are a very powerful leader, when the mob is pushing you towards one direction, you don't have too many choices. Therefore, the only option that Ram had was to keep Sita in a place that was that ensured her protection and comfort, but at the same time was within his kingdom and he could monitor. He didn't abandon her, but he entrusted her in Valmiki's care. Also, Sita herself expressed to Rama at that point, she didn't know about what's happening, but she herself had expressed without knowing what is happening. She had expressed to him that I have a desire to be in the forest. While having this child, while conceiving this child, while um, you know, uh, during the period of pregnancy and giving birth to the child, she she herself expressed the desire. And Ram um, got the two things together and he arranged for this. The ninth reason is in Madhvacharya's Tatparya Nirnay. Now, Madhvacharya's Tatparya is a very elaborate commentary on the Mahabharata and the Ramayana. So in this particular Mahabharata Paranirnaya, there's a story of a demon who got a benediction. And it's a very interesting benediction that this demon got, that he could only be killed when Lakshmi and Narayan are separated. Till Lakshmi and Narayan are united, he cannot die. And therefore Indra, when he understood the nature of the boon, he requested Lord, Lord, Lord Ram, And therefore, at that point, Ram and Sita got separated. And that was the point where Indra killed this demon. And when Indra killed the demon, that was the time when Ram called her back. Obviously, for Indra to kill the demon, it took him a few days. But the few days in the heavenly time um, is equal to many years in the earthly realm. And that was the reason why Ram was separated from Sita for many years. And when the killing of that demon happened then Ram called her back. So this is the explanation that Madhvacharya Tatparanirnai gives. The 10th reason was a very interesting reason because Janak Maharaj, the father of Sita, when he handed over Sita to Ram, Janak told Ram that Sita is Dharmacharini Tava. What is the meaning of Dharmacharini? It means that she was very outspoken when she feels something is wrong. That means as long as Ram was following the path of dharma, she would follow him. But the moment Ram deviates from the path of dharma, she would correct him. Therefore her name was Charini. So when Ram was going to the forest, he came and told her that I'm, I'm going to the forest, you please be here, take care of our parents. He was giving a long lecture to her and he, she really got upset with Ram that he is not considering taking her to the forest and to just push him to the, to take this decision of taking her along. She spoke something very heavy. She told him, I don't think you have the ability to protect me. And he, she said, if my father Janak Maharaj was here and he saw that you're not taking me along, he would have said that he has married his girl to a girl who's dressed as a boy. That is the kind of language that she used when she saw Ram was going in the wrong direction. Now, Obviously, Ram had to take her along. And even in the forest at one point, Ram challenged, Sita challenged Ram why he was carrying the bow all, all over. In fact, she challenged him that we are living a life of ascetics. Why should you carry the bow? And she told him, if you carry the bow around, you will definitely want to do something uh, violent. And she actually ch- told him so many stories of how... Uh, you know carrying weapons leads to violence so Sita was outspoken when she felt something was wrong she did speak up many times in the Ramayana which essentially means that in this particular episode when Ram sent her to the uh, Valmiki Muni's ashram Sita didn't um, speak up, didn't challenge Ram, didn't fight with Ram simply because she knew that there was something in, in this decision that was right and therefore, Sita is dharma chareniyata. She knows the path of dharma, and we must understand she is not somebody who is timid, who will keep quiet if some injustice is done to her. She will speak up, and that is what we should understand about the character and the personality of Mother Sita. The eleventh reason why uh, he, you know, this banishment of uh, of Sita happened was actually Ram he is not someone who is conscious of his reputation so much that he will you know um, you know not accept her if he was so conscious of his reputation then as krishna he would not have married the 16000 girls that were kidnapped by banasura krishna married the 16000 girls who would not have been accepted by society they lived with the demon for many many days and obviously the demon would have done so many things to them but in spite of that, Krishna not just married them but he gave them position of queens of Dwaraka. In the Ramayana, if you see, everyone puts their interest lower for the sake of others. Ram, he had he actually put his interest lower than the interest of the king of, of the citizens. He actually put the interest of the citizens much, much higher. And therefore, he made a sacrifice for their sake for their peace and for their um, focus. And the last reason is a very beautiful story from the Uttarakhand of the, of the Ramayana. In the Uttarakhand of the Ramayana, there is a very beautiful story of two parrots who were talking to each other in Mithila. And Mother Sita, she was a small child at that point in time. And when she saw these two, two parrots speaking to each other, she was fascinated there was a male and a female parrot that were talking to each other about the marriage of sita with ram sita was very fascinated that uh, she is going to get married to someone called ram at that point she was so small she didn't even know who ram was but when she saw these two parrots speaking she wanted to know more about the marriage her marriage with ram she wanted to know more about ram and she actually caught one of the two, one of the two parrots which was which was a female parrot and she put this female parrot in a cage. And when this female parrot was put in this cage, the female parrot started screaming and saying, please let me go, please let me go. In fact, the female parrot actually told her that I am pregnant, please allow me to go. But Sita, she told the female parrot, no, you're gonna stay with me till whatever you say becomes true. And she did not allow the female parrot to go. And the female parrot was in great agony. In fact, At that point, the female parrot actually curses Sita that just like she is separated from her husband when she was pregnant, the exact same experience Sita will have when she is pregnant, she would be separated from Ram. And that was the 12th understanding of the reason why the banishment of Sita happened. Of course, all these reasons are never enough to stop the pain that as a reader, as a hearer, as a... Lover of Ramayana, we undergo when we hear about this episode of the banishment of Sita. I myself have never been able to. Um, though I know so many reasons which are logical, which are which are, which are um, you know um, wholesome and which which have so much meaning, but I still feel bad. I still feel pained, and I still feel at loss of words, and I'm still angry at Ram for what he did. But I also understand that I am no one. I am no one to comment on what happened there and I am no one to comment on what Ram did and what Ram should have done. I simply know that here is a person who has the best of intentions to serve everyone, including Sita. And I simply know that I choose to have faith in Ram and his intentions. And I choose to have faith in the intelligence of Sita and her acceptance of the realities of life. I choose to have faith in the way the Supreme Lord dealt with his situation in the most human, at the same time, in a most uh, selfless way. If anybody was in pain, I would say it is Ram. If anybody was in agony about what happened at that point, the decision that I had ever taken, it is Ram. And if anyone had suffered much more than any anybody else, including Sita herself, it is definitely Ram who was in great love with her, great admiration and great affection for Sita, but he still did it for the sake of um, the community, for the sake of his people, for the sake of of, of, uh, of the kingdom. Of course his sacrifice is something that people will never understand and it doesn't really matter if people understand or not understand, Sita understands and therefore her behavior and her dealings with Ram has never been different and that is how I would look at it from all these 12 different angles. I want you as hearers of this uh, recording to please think about all the angles that I spoke about and see some meaning, some logic, and some reasoning in uh, the whole episode. And I hope these 12 reasons will give you enough peace of mind to be able to come to some terms with uh, the whole episode and to be able to understand the episode in a little better way. I'm very, very grateful to all of y'all for listening to this podcast for so long. And I'm hoping that this podcast to help you solve a very, very important dilemma in your life. Thank you very much. Thank you friends for listening to this podcast series. And I'm hoping that you have learned a lot. I promise you that I'll come back very soon with another podcast series to add more meaning and to add a higher transformative value to your lives. Until then, see you. Thank you very much.